Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. You have your Bible tonight. And uh, if you would turn with me to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Praise God. Title of this message tonight. If you're in a storm, do these things. If you're in a storm, do these things. I'm going to say that one more time. If you are in a storm, if you're in a storm, do these things. Tonight we're talking about storms. How many have ever been in a storm? You know, we live in storm. If you live here in Oklahoma, we live in storm country, don't we? I know my, uh, my sisters, they all live on the East Coast, and they're always asking me, how do you live in Oklahoma? All those storms, all those, all the, you know, it's not as bad as, they, as people think it is, you know, when you don't uh, uh, live here. Uh, you can tend to sensationalize it with the news media and things that happen, and we do get our fair share of storms. And after all, our swan song here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. <laughs> So uh, this part of the country is oftentimes subject to storms. I remember not long ago, well, when I say not long ago, I mean several years back because John's been through law school and he was in, uh, he had, uh, I think he was just graduated undergraduate school. He went to undergraduate school up in Kansas, Central Christian College of Kansas. And um, that Central Christian College is four hours, a little over four hours driving from my house. I've driven that so many times. And uh, on, on this particular day, um, I was, the, his, school had, his school had asked him and I to come up and speak to the student body. Well, actually, I was speaking to the parents, um, uh, the incoming parents of the student body. I was speaking to all the incoming parents, and John was speaking to all the athletes. And so he was downstairs in this building. I was upstairs speaking, and, and we had a great time, father and son, doing that. And uh, then after that, um, they called me again and asked me if I would come back and, and do their chapel service. And um, so on a particular day, I was to drive up there, and I made a mistake because I did not check the weather the night before. I knew it's a four-hour drive up there, and it's a four-hour drive back, and I really wasn't concerned with whatever the weather was. I was going to leave in plenty of time, but I made a mistake not checking that weather because we had a blinding snowstorm here. And it started raining, uh, not raining, snowing. It started snowing, um, you know, well into the evening before, 10, 11 o'clock it was snowing, and then on into the next morning, and I'm supposed to leave uh, uh, sometime around 4 a.m. And it's a four-hour drive there, so you, you, you know, you drive four hours, uh, you give your talk, and then they'd ask me if I'd stay for lunch. I'd already declined lunch and said, I'm gonna, I, I got some things to do back at Raymond. I need to get back. So I'm just going to jump in the car and, and hightail it back uh, to Broken Arrow. So, uh, so I'm going to be driving eight hours, you know. And, um, and I did not check that weather. And man, when I got up and looked at the weather, it was already really bad here. And uh, there was no, I didn't have anybody's number, uh, their dean. I didn't have his number to call and just confirm. I thought, well, maybe it's snowing this bad up there. And maybe school's even canceled because all the classes, everything was canceled here. And, uh, but I just got messages, left messages. And I thought, well, I better head out. I gave him my word I was going to be there. And, you know, weather patterns can be different depending on where you go. And I just headed out. And man, I got out there uh, on Oh, I, before I even got to 412, out there on 44, oh man, the roads were slick and icy. And it was so bad. The, the further I drove, the worse it got. I got out on 412 and it just got worse. And, I, and, I, and I, I got into one of those whiteouts. You know what a whiteout is? You ever been in a whiteout? When it's snowing so hard, you can't see the road in front of the car. You, you can't see the lines on the road, on the highway. You, you don't know if you're about to go off the highway or on the highway. It was snowing that hard, and the snow had covered up the lines. And, and man, I'm, I've, I've reduced my speed. I'm in a, uh, I had a Volvo. That was one of the, the Volvos known as, for being a very, very safe car. But I did not feel safe in that car. <laughs> you could have put me in a tank. I wouldn't have felt safe that morning. And so I stopped uh, and got over far enough to the side of the road and just prayed and said, God, let me just you know, confirming my spirit that I'm supposed to be going up here because if I need to turn around, I don't want to wind up in a ditch. I don't want to wreck my car. 
um, and it's getting worse, and I can hardly keep the car on the road. A snowplow did go by me eventually, but what he, what he, what he or she, what they paved, the snow just immediately covered up. And um, so I stopped and prayed in the spirit for about 20 minutes. But during that time, I had a peace down in my belly. And I knew everything was going to be all right. But it was bare knuckle driving. I got over there on 35 and headed up into Kansas. Once I got up, you know, I don't know, uh, 70 or 80 miles up into Kansas, there wasn't any snow at all. It was so funny. <laughs> and they called me back. I guess they'd gotten my message. And they called me back and said, it's not, there's no snow, rain, anything here. We're still having chapel if you can make it. And I said, well, I'll, I'll be there, you know. But we had a great day, and I was thankful for the peace of the Lord because his peace kept me as I drove the rest of the way until we got to that part of Kansas where there wasn't any snow. Man, I drove, and there was snow around me. It was slick and icy, and everything was uncertain. But down in my belly, I just had a peace residing in my belly. Aren't you thankful for God's peace? God is such an amazing God, and he knows how to give you and I peace in the midst of the storm. Let's go right to the Word. We're in Acts chapter 27. I want to read from verse 9, if you will. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and I'm going to read 9 down through 12. And then I'm going to pick up again at uh, 18 and read through 26, if you'll allow me to do that, okay? First, we're going to read Acts 27. I'm reading 9 through 12. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Verse 10. Men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, further up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and a northwest exposure. Now I'm slipping down to verse 18. I'm still in Acts 27. Now I'm at verse 18. The next day, as a gale force wind, the gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time, and finally Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete, and you would, not, you would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me, and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar." And what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked on an island. I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this story uh, tonight because life presents storms to every believer. Every believer goes through storms at some time or another. And I'm so glad, first of all, that there are some storms that you can avoid. How many glad to avoid a storm? Anybody ever avoided a storm? I'm so glad because I'm not just speaking now about the weather. I'm talking about storms of life. And I'm so glad in, in my own life personally, storms I've been able to avoid. Many times the Lord's enabled me to avoid a storm. Praise God. And, uh, and then there have been times when the Lord wanted me to avoid a storm, but I didn't listen to him. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Or is it just Brother Bill tonight? It's just Brother Bill. Don't have one amen. Oh, no, I see you. I see, I see you. I see you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there have been times when the Lord wanted me to avoid a storm, but because I didn't listen well, 
then I went through a storm, but God in his mercy still brought me through that. Said, I wish I had a bigger amen. And then there've been times in my life when a storm came and I had no idea, a storm of cataclysmic proportions came and I had no idea I was gonna go through that storm. And, and, but the Lord brought me through that. You ever been through a storm and you weren't expecting the storm? You had no idea you were gonna walk through that storm? Anybody been there, ever been there? Oh man, I got the right crowd, you know? And, and, and so there are times in our life, James says in James chapter one, verse two, you know, look, uh, count it all joy. You know, I'd, I'd interpret it this way. When you go through various things, when you go through various storms and trials of life, count, the Bible says we ought to maintain our joy. There's none of us who are exempt from going through storms. God doesn't want us continually going through storms. But if you interview every Christian, every person you know in here tonight, no doubt, unless they just got born again and they don't know, if, you, if you've never faced a storm, keep living for Christ. <laughs> but, but, but the storms of life come to us all. That's my point. I remember years ago uh, doing a wedding for a precious couple and the bride wanted to be married outside. And uh, we were in a beautiful park and uh, long story short, the it started, it was raining. Oh, the, the, the day I, I pulled up to do their wedding, it was pouring down rain. Oh, it was raining. It had rained all night. The park was strewn with just debris and it just, it was, it was bad. And, and the bride said, uh, well, pastor, uh, I don't want to drag you out in the rain, but I've dreamt all my life of being married outside in the rain. Since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to be married in the rain. Not in the rain. She's, I've always wanted to be married outside. She said, outside. <laughs> no. That might be what I thought she was saying, but she said, since I was a little girl, I always dreamt of being married outside. Married outside, my wedding outside. And she said, even though it's raining, she said, that's not going to bother me. I'd rather be outside. We were under a little canopy of a little pavilion, a little circular pavilion. And I said, well, why don't I just do your wedding under this pavilion, under this canopy? And we're still outside. And she said, no, nah, this isn't outside. I said, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to run to the car for a minute. So I grabbed my umbrella. It was pouring. I grabbed my umbrella, went across to my car. <laughs> I got in the car. I said, Father God, your daughter, your daughter, she wants to be married outside. You, you, she's your daughter, you know. She's, she's dreamt of being married outside. And I'm going to marry her out there because if, if that, that's her desire. But your son don't want to stand in the rain. <laughs> that's what I told him. That's exactly what I told him. I said, so Lord, I'm just going to use my authority because this is her special day and stop this. It was pouring. It was pouring and stop this rain. And I don't mean to suggest they weren't praying too. But I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this rain to stop. And I command it to stop right now so I can do this wedding. And just like I spoke those words, just like, just like somebody just waved a hand, it just stopped raining just that fast. It just stopped raining. I jumped out of the car. I felt like I'm on a time limit. I jumped out of the car. I said, everybody get in place. Get in place. Come on. I want the bride over here. I want the groom over here. I want the groomsmen over here. I want the bridesmaids over here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I was snapping them into place. And so I did there. I went through the ceremony. I wasn't wasting any time giving any extra illustrations. I went straight through the ceremony. And the moment I pronounced the man and wife, I felt the first raindrop pop me in the head. I said, I've gotten you as far as I can get you. (laughs) You better take your pictures quick. I don't know what's coming next. (laughs) But within about five minutes, it started pouring all over again. But I said, thank you, Lord. You enabled your daughter to, you stopped that rain. God knows how to stop that storm. He knows how to bring peace to you in the middle of a storm. God knows how to calm the raging and buffeting winds. The Lord knows how to stop the storm that's been battering you. God, our God, the storm, the wind, the waves have to obey him and the authority that he's given to us. And so here in Acts 27, Paul, through no fault of his own, found himself in a raging storm. And he got on board, Acts 27, uh, 10, and he told them from the beginning, I feel like there's gonna be a bad 
accident. There's going to be a loss of cargo, loss of life. Something bad's going to happen. We shouldn't sail. But the Bible says that the people listened to the captain and the owner of the ship and the crew. And the captain, the owner, and the crew all felt like a majority of opinion should rule. And so they had a soft wind blowing and they decided using natural instincts. How many know you can't be led by the Spirit using natural thoughts, natural instincts? I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. amen. Your mind can interpret what the Spirit is saying, but it comes out of your spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Your mind might eventually interpret what God is saying to you, but I'm talking about just natural human reasoning is no substitute for the real leading of the Holy Ghost. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen than that. And so God knows how to lead you and I straight through the storms of life. And Paul got on board that ship and, and he knew something bad was going to happen, but they were unwilling to listen. If you're in a storm, do these things. Number one, number one, if you're in a storm, do these things. Number one, number one, stay out of the storm. If, if you understand what I mean by that, if you're able... Stay out of the storm. Now, what Paul was trying to get them to do here was stay out of the storm. God had spoken to him. He knew something bad was going to happen. He was, he was speaking and interpreting things in the spirit. And, and, and if they had listened, they could have avoided the loss of the ship. They could have avoided the loss of that cargo. It was only through the grace of God and his mercy because there were 276 souls on board the ship. So, uh, all, all of them would have lost their lives had it not been for Paul's relationship with God. And, 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 and so when God speaks to you, when God tries to prepare you, you need to stay out of the storm when God's given you an opportunity to avoid a storm. You ever seen these people? When, the storm, when, a storm, when a natural storm comes, there are some people, they love being out in it so much, they go out right in the middle of the storm, they taking pictures, posting stuff on Facebook, and there's like a, there, you know, it's like a tornado right there. And they're snapping pictures. And I'm like, get inside. And we can't all, listen to me now, I want to be clear. We can't always avoid a storm. And there are some things that happen in all of our lives. If you interviewed every one of us, there's some storms we, we didn't know about. There's, there, there's something, and, and, and when we can't avoid a storm, God's already given us the grace to overcome the storm. Can I say it that way? If there's a storm we can't avoid, God's already given us the victory to, to over it. Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. I didn't get a big enough amen. If there's a storm that we don't foresee, if there's a storm that we can't avoid, then God's already by his grace given us the victory over that storm if we'll do what he tells us to do. Yeah. If you're in a storm, do these things. Number one, listen, stay out of the storm if you can avoid it. And, and sometimes God may speak to you even about your own health. I know a brother won't get an amen teaching like this. But if God speaks to you about your own health, you need to listen to him. He, he's trying to help you avoid a storm. Brother won't get no amen teaching like that. God knows you. God knows your body. He knows what it takes for your body to function well. And if, and if God says something to you and speaks to you, then, hey, follow him, obey him, listen to him. He may be trying to keep you out of a storm. And Paul listening to the Holy Ghost. God was trying to keep them all out of the storm, but they wouldn't listen. They listened to the captain, but they wouldn't listen to the preacher. They wouldn't listen. They listened to the pilot, but they wouldn't listen to the preacher. They wouldn't listen. They listened to the crew, but they wouldn't listen to the preacher. They took a majority opinion, and the majority felt like. You can get in trouble listening to the majority. But God, the Holy Spirit, can show you more down on your knees, down through your spirit in your belly. The Holy Ghost can show you more than you can see through a telescope. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. amen. What was your first point? Stay out of the storm. If you can, if, if you can. Not all storms are avoidable. Not all storms are avoidable. Listen, secondly, stay quiet long enough to hear God's voice. When, when storms come, usually people panic. And storms can bring fear. There are, all, there are financial storms that people get into. There are storms through relationships that people get into. Maybe somebody that you deeply love is no longer in this earth realm. Maybe they've transitioned to heaven, and that can bring a storm. There are storms 
you may be in a relationship that's been broken. There's storms. There can be storms down there on your job. What you're going through down there on your job can present a storm. Yeah. But you need to get quiet. Get quiet. Get quiet. And that means we're not going to panic. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, I will keep them in perfect peace. Who's what? Whose mind has stayed on me. Isaiah 26, 3. So God is saying, listen, I've got perfect peace for you. I've got peace right in the middle of your storm. I'll give you peace right in the middle of the storm. Anybody ever been in a storm and God gave you peace? Right in the middle of that thing, God gave you peace. Oh, man. Get quiet. And that means don't panic. Put yourself in a position where you'll be able to hear. Number one, stay out of the storm if you can avoid it. Listen to God. Number two, listen, stay quiet long enough to hear his voice. Number three, this is related to number two, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Paul was in a position to hear. When he got on board that ship, I'm sure there was lots of noise and hustle and bustle. They're packing cargo. They're packing tackle. They're getting ready for a long journey. There's, there's 276 passengers. There's all kinds of logistical things going on. But down in his spirit, he knew something's not right. Something, something here is not right. And you need to stay sensitive. Stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that he can direct you. And working for FedEx all those years, and, and I don't know how many FedEx planes I flew on, uh, just many, to, I, I, too many to count. I, uh, uh, through the years, uh, jump seating, fly, that's flying on a cargo plane, they'd let you fly for free. And I don't know how many of those planes I flew on like that. I, but uh, but uh, oftentimes, we would fly in bad weather. I remember one particular time, uh, the pilots... Uh, said to me, the captain turned around and said to me, I was sitting right behind the captain, and he said, Bill, he said, I just want you to know we're going to fly through bad weather. You know, we're, we're a cargo company. You work for FedEx. He said, we don't fly in the safe weather like the uh, airlines do when they're flying passengers. We, we got to get the freight there as fast as we can, so we fly through the storm. So he said, we don't want you to be surprised or freak out. There's a bad storm coming, and we're going to fly right into the middle of it. And uh, so I said, well, thanks for the tip. Thanks for the warning. And he was right. Oh, man. Within about 30 minutes, that plane started rocking and shaking. And it was, we were going, but then I noticed the pilots. And they were just talking just as calm. And the captain was saying to his co-pilot, uh, he was saying, so how are your wife? how's your wife? How's your kids? He said, oh, they're doing fine. Oh, yeah, so-and-so was doing such and such. And so, how about your family? He said, oh, they're doing, that plane is going. And I'm just watching them, and they're just as calm as a cucumber. I said, if they ain't going to worry about it, I ain't worried about it either. I went on to sleep. Oftentimes, in the middle of the storm, I'd just go right to sleep on the plane. I was going with another jump seater one time. They said, how do you sleep like that? They said, did you see the storm we went through? How would you sleep like that? <laughs> I said, oh, you, know, just, you know, just flying like this so often, you just get used to it. But I'll tell you, man, oh man, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit because then he can speak to you. So often people make decisions, bad decisions that put them smack dab in the middle of a storm. I hope somebody listened to me. And if you'll stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he'll help you to make good decisions. And those good decisions will also keep you out of the storm. The, 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 you see, God, he's the God who looks ahead and then provides. So if he can get your attention and my attention long enough, then, then, then what he'll do is he can speak to us and, and he'll help us to make good decisions, which will then keep us out of the storm. They were in this storm here. Acts 27 took place, uh, historically it is said, October of 59, because... It mentions in there that the fast had already occurred. And, um, and when you read uh, uh, 27, uh, 9 or whatever, it talks about the fast it's t- or the Day of Atonement. It's talking about Yom, Yom Kippur. And, uh, and that, always, that occurred then, late September or early October. And it is said uh, historically, uh, navigationally, 
that no ships typically sailed after the month of September because of the storms. And it was dangerous to sail uh, in September. But no ships typically sailed after the month of September. Now, this is October of 59. So, in other words, 59 years after the birth of Christ. So, that would have been, I don't know what, some 26 years after his death or whatever. But, but it's October of 59, and they're sailing. Listen, it's not even, the time of year that they're sailing is not even what. They're not even using good common sense. Let alone being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So, number one, listen, stay out of the storm if you can, if you can avoid it. Number two, stay quiet. Get quiet long enough so you can hear God's voice. Number three, listen, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Number four, stay encouraged. I read the scripture here um, where it says that uh, uh, it got, things got so bad. Uh, Verse 20, the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. They lost all hope. But let me tell you this. If you're going through a storm, stay encouraged. Let God's word and God's spirit and God's people encourage you. If there's nobody around you, encourage yourself in the Lord. You have to maintain the joy of the Lord right in the middle of the storm. But if you'll maintain your joy, your joy, the joy of the Lord will strengthen you. And if you'll maintain your joy, no matter what you're going through, God will bring you out on the other side. You've got to stay encouraged. They lost all hope. They couldn't even see the stars. They couldn't even see the sun. They couldn't see the moon. That's a bad storm. And they lost all hope. But if you're going to come through the storm with the victory that God's already paid for, you got to stay encouraged. Number five, stay in faith. You got to stay in faith. He said right there at verse 25, take courage for I believe God. It will be just as he said. What was Paul saying? He said, I heard from God. I believe God's word. I got a word from God. And do you know, God sent me tonight to tell you he's got a word for you. When you're going through the storm, he's got a word for you right in the middle of your storm. If you'll keep your heart sensitive, God has a word for you. You know why most people don't hear it? Because they're panicking or they're in fear or they're not quiet enough. But if you'll settle your heart, God's got a word for you in the middle of the storm. And God spoke to Paul in the middle of the storm when there was no hope. There was no more hope. God spoke to him and said, don't fear. You're not going to lose your life and neither are any of them. They're going to lose the ship and lose all the cargo and tackle, but nobody's going to lose their life. And you've got to stay in faith. You've got to stay in faith when you're going through a storm. The scripture says, and we don't have time to go there, but First Timothy 1.19 says, don't, don't let your faith become shipwrecked. If you ignore your conscience and you ignore your faith, your faith will become shipwrecked. And, and the Bible says, don't let that happen, First Timothy 1.19. Don't let your faith become shipwrecked. We've got to stay in faith. And in Mark, uh, you can write this down in Mark 4, uh, 35 uh, through 41, Mark 4, 35 through uh, 41, uh, Jesus was in a storm with the disciples. And you, you remember the story, he was asleep and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus got up, he rebuked the winds, he rebuked the waves. And then he said to the disciples, where is your faith? Jesus expected them to use their faith in the middle of that storm. If you're going through a storm, do these things. Stay in faith was number five. Stay in faith. Listen, number six, stay on board. Stay on board. If you read again, uh, verse 31, it says, Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay on board. They were tempted to abandon ship. They were going to try to abandon the ship. And Paul said to them, if you you get off this boat, you will lose your life. The, The boat is creaking. The boat is cracking. The boat is rocking. But you better stay on board. And so often when people go, listen to me now, when people go through a storm, so often they want to, they want to jump ship. Listen, I, I, ain't, I ain't going to church no more. I ain't even going to turn it on on TV. I'm not going to listen on the radio. I ain't going to Bible study. I ain't going to prayer meeting. I ain't going to choir practice. 
So often people go through a storm, they say, well, I quit everything. I quit everything. I'm going through a storm. God must not love me. God must not care about me. I'm quitting everything. I ain't going to school. I ain't going to, and people just quit. Listen, you better stay on board. Don't be giving up on God. Don't be blaming God. Don't be mad at God. He'll bring you through. I said, stay steady. He'll bring you through. Act like you saved. (laughs) You are saved, so act like you saved. God will bring you through. Stop freaking out. Stop quitting everything. There could be somebody somebody going through a storm right beside you. You don't know they're going through a storm because they act like they saved. But if the person right next to you told you what they were going through, you would be shocked. God knows how to bring you through every single storm. And you've got to stay on board. And finally, stay thankful. Stay thankful. You know where I get that from? Over in uh, verse uh, 37. It says, all 276 of us who were on board after uh, eating. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go back up. Go up to 33. 33. Acts 27, 33. Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You've been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks. Think about how bad that storm must have been. They didn't eat for two weeks. You've been so worried that you, have, you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good. For not a hair of your heads will perish. And then he took some bread and gave thanks to God before them all and broke off a piece and ate it. And then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. Listen, in the middle of your storm, you need to make sure you have time to thank God. Make sure you take out time to thank God. You say, thank God for what? Thank God for the storm. No, you don't have to thank God for the storm, but thank God for his power to bring you through the storm. I said, you ought to thank him. You ought to thank God that he'll never leave you in the middle of the storm. I said, you ought to thank him. You ought to thank him that he'll speak to you right in the middle of your storm. I said, you ought to thank him because he'll be a shelter to you. He'll be a hedge of protection around you. He'll guard you and clamp his feathers and his pinions down around you to guard you and to keep you. Even in the night season, the Lord will speak to you and bless you and hold you and comfort you and rock you to sleep. You ought to thank the Lord because he's a way maker. You ought to thank the Lord because he'll calm the storm. You ought to thank the Lord for all the storms that he's brought you through. If the Lord has ever brought you through a storm, I want you to stand on your feet. Now, if he's never brought you through a storm, sit right there. You're all right. But if he's ever brought you through a storm, I want you to stand on your feet and I want you to lift your hands to him and I want you to thank him. I can't thank him for you. You can't thank him for me. But if God's ever brought you through a storm, how many of you remember you were going through a storm? You didn't think you were going to make it. They said, you're going down for your last time. For some of you, the doctor said, you're not going to make it. For some of you, they said, you're you're not going to survive. You're not going to make it. Oh, but God brought you through the storm. Hey, some of you wouldn't have made it through that car wreck. You wouldn't have made it through that accident. But God brought you through the storm. You said, but wait a minute. But I was in a storm. And I lost my job. You may have lost your job, but you didn't lose your life. And God, he knows how to give you a better job than that. Someone said, I went through a battle in my body. You may have went through a battle, but you didn't lose your life. God is is Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord who heals us. You say, I went through a battle in a relationship and someone that I loved has broken up with me. Hey, you may have lost a relationship, but you didn't lose your life. You better thank God for bringing you through. You know God's been there for you again and then again and then again. Uh, Nobody can tell it like you can tell it. God was there when you was down on your knees. God hears our prayers when we pray in the middle of a storm. God will hear you when you pray. God will move heaven and God will move earth out of the way just to get to you. I said you ought to thank him. You ought to thank him for bringing you through your financial crisis. You ought to remember what it was like when you went down on a bended knee and you had no job, but God put bread on the table. Hey, God put a roof over your head. God brought you out when they said you wouldn't come out. God made a way when they said there was no way. God opened the door when they said the door could not be opened. He is a way maker. 
He is a need meter. He is a door. Hey, he is a door opener. And he is our God. And he knows how to bring us through the storm. But don't be rocked by the storm. The storm may be rocking and the storm may be reeling and the storm may be raging. But stay calm on the inside. Lay low in the Holy Ghost and trust the God and stay in the Word of God and let God speak to you and let God guide you and you got an anchor and his name, hey, his name is Jesus and he can hold you secure in the midst of the storm. When it's raging all around you, the anchor will hold you. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) he's a storm chaser. He's a way maker. He's a door opener. He will bring you through the storm. He's done it time and then time and then time again for you. And the same God who did it then is the same God who will do it again. You may not know how. You may not know when. But like the song said, he'll do it again. I said he'll do it again. Our God, he knows how to guide us in the midst of the storm. He doesn't become uneasy in the storm. He doesn't become disturbed in the storm. He doesn't become worried or surprised by the storm. God doesn't say to himself, oh, myself, oh, my God. I've never anticipated that. Oh, myself, oh, my God, what am I going to (laughs) do? At destruction and famine, he laughs. Because he's just waiting for his child to trust him. But if you trust him, he'll bring you out. I said he'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you. He'll hold on to you. They said the Hebrew boys were going through a storm. And they made King Nebuchadnezzar mad. And he got so mad he turned up the furnace seven times hotter. And the people who threw them in, they threw the three Hebrew boys into the flame. They perished from the heat of the flame. The people who threw them in. And King Nebuchadnezzar went over and opened the door to the furnace. And he looked in there and he started doing some arithmetic. He said, we put three, three Hebrew boys in the flame. But I see a fourth man in the flame. He looks like the son of God. And God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God will bring you through. If you trust him, he'll bring you through. If you'll listen to him, he'll bring you through. And if you'll give him all the glory, he'll bring you through. I've been through some storms in my life, but God has always brought me through. And I know you can testify. Oh, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight. We thank you so much for your mighty Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you so much for being such an awesome deliverer. Father God, you're our storm chaser. We thank you for it. Thank you for the times in our lives when we were going through a storm. But you brought us through. Thank you that our anchor... His name is Jesus. He held secure when raves were ripping and rocking and rolling. Thank you that the anchor held. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your blessed Holy Spirit. Thank you for encouraging people tonight. Someone's in a storm right now, but you're bringing them through. You're bringing them safely to the other side. And as Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, let us go over to the other side. Father, I thank you. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and staff comfort me. You're bringing them through the valley. Father, someone's here and they're about to go through a storm and they don't even know it. Oh, but they've got everything they need down on the inside. The victory's already been determined. Father, we thank you for seeing them through again. And then somebody's been discouraged. They've been through such a bad storm. People haven't done them right. Oh, they experienced things they never should have experienced. And they've been so hurt by that. Father, I pray you would comfort, heal, touch them 
heal them every place they hurt tonight. Oh. With every head bowed, every eye closed, somebody's here tonight and you've been going through such a storm. And you can identify with what I said about quitting and giving up because you've, you've felt, you've been entertaining thoughts about giving up. You've just been thinking it'd just be better to quit. It'd just be easier to quit. It'd just be easier to quit. Oh, God is saying, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I wonder if you'd come down here and let me pray for you. Somebody's been saying, let me, I don't want to, it'd be easier to quit. It'd be easier to quit. I wonder if you'd just come down here and let me pray for you. God wants to help you. If you'd be so bold, just come down here and let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. God wants to help you. God, oh, you know, God, God can see what you're going through. And, and he wants to help you tonight. Yeah, come right on, sis. Come on. Come on. Stay right here. Stay right here. Stay right here. Come on. Come on. Let God help you. You're going through a storm. You know it. God knows it. God wants to help you. You've been entertaining thoughts. Oh, I think I just, I just, it might just be easier to quit. Just seemed like it'd be easier to quit. Just seemed like it'd be easier to give up. Uh, and, and, and the enemy's been hounding you. And the enemy's been telling you you're not going to make it. Come on. Come on. Let God help you tonight. The enemy's been telling you you're not going to make it. You, you may have made it through that last storm. You ain't going to make it through this one. The enemy, he is a liar. Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. Get down here. The, he, you've been entertaining thoughts. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make set. That devil is a liar. That devil is a liar. God's going to bring you through. God's going to bring you through. If you'll trust him tonight. If you'll trust him tonight. God's going to bring you through. God's going to touch you tonight in the name of Jesus. And don't let that devil lie to you. Don't let Satan lie to you one more second. Don't let that devil lie to you. He's lying to you. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That was sent to intimidate you. That was sent to scare you. That was sent. That, that, that was sent. He's hoping that you'll believe that. He's hoping that you'll listen to that. No, not tonight. Not tonight, Satan. No, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on now. Come on. Let God, God's going to help you tonight. God's going to set you free from all that nonsense that's been going on in your mind. And he's just been barraging your mind, attacking your mind, attacking your mind, telling you it's over, it's not over. Telling you you're not going to make it, you are going to make it. That devil is a liar. That devil is a liar. He is a liar. He, Jesus said he's the father of lies. Oh, but the truth sets us free tonight. I said the truth sets us free tonight. We're going to start this in, fellas. This down, starting this way. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, be free in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, in the mighty name, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, be free in Jesus' name. Be free from that in Jesus' name. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Oh, Korafambe Deshide Vabokorafambe Deshide Mongorandiki. Mokoradafale Monko. Ida Mongoramende Shebemoko. Oravembindiki de Boko. In the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be free. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Be free from that in Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Did we get everybody? Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship that name. Worry is leaving in that name. Fear is going in that name. Trouble is leaving in that name. Turmoil is going in that name. In that name. In that name. Come on. Let's worship him. Come on. Just lift your hands and worship him. Just say worship him. Say I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free in the name of Jesus. I'm free in the name of Jesus. I'm free in the name of Jesus. I'm free from every thought. I'm free from every worry. I'm free from every care. I'm free from every turmoil. I'm free from the fiery darts of the enemy. I'm free in the name of Jesus. I'm free. Come on, y'all, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's sing something. Hallelujah. My God is oh, yeah. Come on. Strong enough. 
every storm <laughs> we give you the glory we give you the honor there's no storm that can resist your word when you say peace be still the storm has to part the storm has to stop thank you for protecting these guarding these father thank you for helping these oh in the name in the name of Jesus thank you father thank you for your strength and power thank you for your victory victory. Thank you for turning seeming defeat, seeming defeat into victory. These standing down here are going to say again and again and again, I was, it looked like I was going to be defeated at something. It looked like I wasn't going to get it. It looked like it wasn't going to come through. And now I've got the victory. (laughs) So God requires, listen, for us to act like it before we see the manifestation of it. I'm going to count to three just before we go. Let's praise it one more time. When I get to three, I want you to praise it. I want you to act just like you would. The moment you hear, you're out of that storm. One, come on, get ready. Two, get your eyes off of everybody. Get your eyes on the Lord. Give him the glory. Three, come on, let's praise him and bless him and honor him. He's worthy. He's worthy. <laughs> He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Oh, glory to God. If there's anybody here that's down here and you've never received Jesus, you've never prayed to receive Jesus, or you've prayed to receive Jesus, but you haven't been walking with him. If there's anybody already down here and you either have not received Jesus or you have, but you're not walking with him now, lift your hand and let me pray for you. Anybody down here like that? Anybody down here? Okay, I just want to make sure. Anybody in our crowd tonight? You want prayer? You're not living for God. You were, but you're not living for God. Anybody down there, down here, anybody here like that? Come on down here if you are. Anybody here, you never, you never asked Christ to come into your life, but you want to do that now. Anybody here? How about our friend here? Check our friend. Check, check my dear brother here. I think he's just worshiping God. You're okay. You're just worshiping God. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to remember what the Lord has done for you tonight. I want you to mark this night on your calendar. God has done some great things for you tonight. And I want you to mark on your calendar. <laughs> You took a long walk down here, but God was already here to meet you when you got here. And God's going to turn it around for you. God's going to turn it around for you. And what you're going through, you mark my words, God is going to turn it around for you. What you're going through, let's worship him one more time. Come on. He's going to turn it around. Come on. He's going to turn it around. Come on. He's going to turn it around. 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 (laughs) Woo! Glory to God. Woo! I feel a Holy Ghost shout coming on. Come on, let's shout to the Lord. Hallelujah! Glory! Hallelujah! 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 Glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! My God is big enough. My God is 
doing? Surely the Lord is in this place. We better go. Father, you've been so good. We bless you and thank you. We honor you. said at destruction and famine I will laugh oh <laughs> Psalm 126 said when they opened up their mouth their mouth was filled with laughter <laughs> the Bible said that laughter doeth good Oh, <laughs> 